Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the astrological sign of Sagittarius. Today's show will focus on Capricorn. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols And all of the above Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your classicist. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Happy winter solstice. Happy winter solstice. And on this solstice marks the change into Capricorn. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Capricorn. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Biddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's Capricorn time. And also, Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. New year, new season, all this newness. It's new, new goals, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Capricorn's, I think, probably a really great time for setting new goals. Yeah. Uh, because the sign itself is actually rather ambitious. Um, the Capricorns, in my life at least, <laughs> I know, always have this like vision, this grand vision of where it is they're headed and they know all the little steps that they need to do in order to get there Mm -hmm. and they have the determination and willpower to actually do those little steps so pretty amazing sign and i think it's maybe one of the things that inspires so many people to make new year's resolutions is that capricorn energy coming in and saying hey let's 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 get this show on the road. Let's uh, let's turn this ship around and uh, make better, making make something better of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I think with the turn of a new year as well, right? New cycles, new changes, and so you want to start out on what you might perceive to be a better foot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, great time to reflect. Great time to yeah. want to make changes. Mm-hmm. Um, Good time to do tarot reading. <laughs> great time for a tarot reading. Actually, that's one of the things we do at our. Uh, we've done that the last oh, yeah, the have. last two years at least. We've done at like, least. and probably this year as well. We're yeah. gonna, yeah, just make that a tradition, just part of your uh, your holiday celebrations. Right? Just give all your friends some tarot readings and say, "Hey, I haven't listened to this crazy podcast," <laughs> and they said, "I'm ready. You're ready. Go on." Go do it. Exactly. <laughs> actually, that would be a very nice gift, I think, to give to somebody. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it would it would it makes pretty good gifts. You can give someone free tarot readings as as uh, a birthday gift if they're a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or or also as a, a you know, holiday gifts. There's a lot of different holidays mm-hmm. this this time yeah. this time around. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so talking about the Capricorn it's represented by the goat with a mermaid tail. So uh, all those people saying, I want to be a mermaid, Capricorns can actually be like, well, I'm actually a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a goat half, mermaid. Half mermaid. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> half half goat mermaid, mermaid, half goat. Yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful of the goats. <laughs> um, although it has this mermaid tail, it is still an earth sign. Um, and I th- a lot of times when we talk about Capricorn, we talk about this need to climb the mountain. So I mentioned before that Capricorn is very ambitious sign. Um, and there's always another mountain to climb. Um, 
but it's it's not so much about reaching the top even though that is a very inspiring and motivating thing for a capricorn it's really about taking the steps along the way and like it's just enjoying the climb itself mm-hmm. um this is also a very dark time of year this the winter solstice at least in the northern hemisphere is the shortest day of the year yeah we get very little light up here in canada mm-hmm. um some people have special lights to help make them feel happy <laughs> If you don't have those lights, get your vitamin D in because <laughs> yes. uh, it's uh, it's necessary. Um, I don't know if it's because of the light thing, but uh, a lot of Capricorns have a reputation for being kind of melancholic. Um, I think it, I think they're they just tend to be realistic and maybe underestimate their own abilities while doing amazing things. Like like you talk to Capricorns and they're like oh, what's going on in your life? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm boring. And I'm like, what do you mean you're boring? Oh, I'm doing all this stuff. And like, you know, I'm just doing the daily routine over and over again. And then, you know, you've got your hot mess Leo over here who is like, (laughs) what do you mean you're able to do the same thing every day? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I think it's amazing (laughs) that you're able to do that. So it's, it's pretty darn good. Uh, I think it just yeah. feels good for our brains. I don't know. Like yeah. When I have my habits and my rituals, it feels just so good. <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah. how I function, I'd say, optimally. Like, I, yeah. I think we all do if we have, like, the right habits in place. Um, and I think we, we, no matter what, like, humans are creatures of habit, right? Like, no matter what, you're going to have a habit. It's just, is that habit something that is working for you or is it working against you Mm -hmm. are you are you fighting your habits or are your habits fighting for you yeah right so um but the capricorns tend to be really good at recognizing these habits and getting the good ones in place and uh that's that's pretty darn awesome instead of being ruled by by your emotions maybe it's because capricorn is ruled by saturn Um, And Saturn in an astrological chart is often known as the planet that's kind of restrictive, but also just like, it's, it's the one that gets your butt in gear. (laughs) So a motivator? uh, It's not so much a motivator. It's more like the planet that's restrictive, the one that's, that gives you um, willpower and the one that kind of is the more controlling part of your chart, right? So Saturn can have some negative effects in a chart, like, uh, like it can restrict um, other planets and other influences or lessen their influence uh, or it could also um, show where a person's like willingness to work comes from mm. right so it can also show like their their yeah motivations if you will um, in in their career in particular mm. cool yeah yeah um, so mentioned that Capricorns are ambitious uh, perseverant, but they're also very charismatic. Uh, and I think it's partly because they don't really want to steal the limelight, even though uh, Capricorn can be ambitious and willing is willing to be a leader in um, like when it needs to be and maybe even aspires to be a leader in positions, but they don't really want the glory of leadership. They just want to contribute and I think have a lasting influence. Um, have their work be meaningful right and don't we all but they're not really they're doing it for like they're doing it for the virtue of work not so much for like being praised 
as as a Leo or an Aries might, right? Like other fire signs that kind of gravitate towards leadership tend to do it for the spotlight. But Capricorn is much more like shadow leader, which is willing to work from um, from you know the, the sidelines, but technically is the one running the show. I wonder if it is it because maybe it's an Earth sign, and so it's not as again compared to a fire sign, mm-hmm. bright, flamboyant. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's more like down to earth. I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's down to earth, but definitely climbs towards the clouds. <laughs> in the mountains. Yeah, in the mountains, head in the clouds, uh, feet firmly, firmly attached to the ground. Yeah, Capricorn is a very well-balanced sign for sure. Uh, but where did this mermaid goat thing come from, Betty? Well, that is a good question. It does come from mythology. <laughs> um, I didn't. There, so like with most of our myths that we've looked at for this past year in astrology, it is kind of one of those, they're not obscure, a little obscure, but mm-hmm. also that there are a couple different myths. So some of them do have them, Capricorn being half goat, half fish yeah other ones don't yeah and it's just it is just a goat exactly so yeah um but capricorn does mean horned goat (laughs) which makes sense yeah um but i'm gonna go with one one in particular that's not the fishy one (laughs) because i want to i was looking up and i'd never heard of before so i'm like i don't know what this is based in so i'm gonna go with a story that i know the source yeah well like a lot of astrologers also kind of ignore the mermaid tale as well sometimes Mm. and we'll just refer to capricorn as the goat okay yeah Yeah. because like yeah like i said i I did find it where there were some apparently half goat half fish creatures that could come on shore and then they would become fully goat and -hmm. forget their fishiness i don't know it was a little odd so that's interesting (laughs) yeah and then some people say, oh, they're like the satyrs, but that didn't quite feel right either. Yeah. Um, the connection that I made will be interesting because I'm also going to talk a little bit um, about Saturn too. But most people attribute Capricorn to, uh, how do I say this, Amalthea. So she was a goat that nursed baby Zeus when he was an infant and hidden away from his father on Crete. Cool. So that's who I'm associating her with. I like the goat as the mother, the mother goat. Yeah, kind of mother goat, more just um, like nurturing goat. And for her good service, she was raised to the heavens as a reward from Zeus. So this myth comes to us from Hesiod's Theogony, which I've mentioned before. Um, And if we remember Kronos, good old Kronos, uh, Zeus's father, usurped his own father, Uranus, by severing his genitalia and thus separating um, the sky from the earth and the, you know heavens and earth yeah um and then to prevent his own children from usurping him chronos decided to eat his children as they came out of his wife Rhea. because sounds know, like a nice guy nice guy he was trying you know he's like okay well <laughs> if i did this to my dad i don't want something bad to happen to me so this is how i'm gonna deal with it Rhea, obviously being quite disturbed by this, she, and understandably so, um, and the advice of her mother Gaia, um, when Zeus was born, she wrapped him up in, or she hid him away, wrapped up a rock instead, gave that to Kronos, Kronos swallowed that. 
Okay, so she kind of made Cronus believe the rock wrapped up was, was Zeus. Yeah, because a little baby, a little demi, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so she then hid Zeus away on the island of Crete, where he was raised by nymphs um, who fed him the milk from our lovely goat, uh, Amalthea, and honey as well from Melissa. Melissa is just a Greek word for bee. So Uh-oh. he was fed honey and goat milk. That's so cool. I didn't know that Melissa was Greek for bee. Yeah. I thought Melissa was like named after a flower. Well, no. Oh, I was saying kind of, but kind no. of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that Melissa was also named after bee. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so that is, again, very short myth. Um, but so you've got Kronos in there. Kronos is, I'm guessing, the Greek counterpart for... Saturn? It is, yes. So that's why I wanted to talk about um, Saturn a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I, I think I mentioned this last time. I don't know why I didn't think, hey, each of these signs are ruled by a planet. Each of the planet is named from a Roman god. Hey, I should talk about that. (laughs) No, did not come to mind. Until now. So well, we, we learn by doing <laughs> we do. uh, here at Myth Tarot Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I will talk about it today. But what I will also say is that I do have um, friends and colleagues of mine have a podcast called Myth Take, and I'll put their information in the show notes. They do have a whole series of a mythological tour of the solar system. So I don't need to do them That's all. Awesome. It's already done. So definitely take a listen to them if you are interested in what... Um, or I guess who each of the planets are named from. Yeah, and hearing a bit more information on that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will talk a little bit about Saturn. Um, like we said, he is the counterpart of Kronos, like the Greek counterpart. Um, but he is a Roman agricultural god known as the Sower um, and an Italian spirit of the harvest. So a lot of people say that, oh, Romans just took their gods from the Greeks. Not entirely true. They did have their own pantheon, um, but they were willing to adopt gods and goddesses from other religions and places and then kind of be like, oh, hey, these are similar. So we just kind of in our minds say, oh, like they just took it from that, which isn't Mm. exactly the case. Um, Agriculture especially is very, very important to the Romans. It was their most, what did I say, like not sophisticated way to get money, but that was their ancestral way like they were farmers they were proud of this this is how you get money virtuously so if they grew a lot of like tree fruits then you could say their money literally grew on trees sure yes (laughs) especially (laughs) at the villas they would fruit trees would be at their villas and yes they definitely make a lot of money there um (laughs) but what's kind of interesting is that some people attribute chronos with chronos and i do remember talking about this and you're Mm -hmm. like hey you just said the same word yeah they're spelled a little bit differently um one has the uh, ch at the beginning and he is the god of time right and so he's like chronological that's where the word chronological comes from and chronology and yes time this idea of time um, which is why we see him often depicted with Kronos' sickle, um, which he used against his father, which I had just mentioned. Um, and also why Father Time has this scythe. And it's also a popular representation of death. Mm. So if you think about death with that big scythe sickle So thing. both Kronoses have the scythe? 
Only the one. Uh, yes. Now we've kind of conflated the two. Yeah. And so they both do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they both have a scythe. Yeah. So except one, it's because it represents him separating himself from his father. And mm-hmm. the other one is because it's representative of death. Mm. No, I think the death one comes from that idea of that separation and got passed on to the idea of time and then time with death, if that makes sense. It makes, well, like the idea of time leading to death definitely makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm having difficulty understanding how like separating the sky and the earth relates to death. I don't think it does. I mm-hmm. think that it relates to time. But again, that it first went from Kronos with just the C to then Kronos with the CH and then yeah. to death. Like it was a progression, not all at once. All right. Are these all from the same religion too? Like Kronos with CR and then Kronos with CH? Um, yes, but I feel like Kronos with the CH has a different name. Maybe it is Saturn. No, it's <laughs> Jan. Oh, now I'm now my mind. Is... I, I've I've confused the bitty. We <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for a quick <laughs> Google search <laughs> for a quick. Um, Janus. No, uh, yeah, because Janus is the is time transitions, beginnings, gateways. So, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of they're kind of part of the same thing, but maybe there's some translation differences. Yes, yeah, yeah. We'll say that. <laughs> I feel like was it with the Wheel of Fortune that I went through this? Because I feel like I talked about Cronus with the CH for the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, cards. So I'd say go back to that episode. Go back to the way back. That was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we've been doing this a while. Yeah, that's been great. A while. It has been a while. Thanks so much for listening. If you guys have been with us from the get go, that's awesome. And if you're just joining us now, that's awesome too. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> we have much for you to go over if you like. <laughs> if you if you like a podcast with like eighty up some odd episodes, uh-huh. almost ninety. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, this is the one for you. <laughs> Um, do you have a spread for us today? I do have a spread. Um, so this is our final spread in the astrology series of tarot spreads that we've been doing this year. So, woo, whole year of tarot spreads coming to a completion. And um, I wanted to take what that Capricorn energy and that I, I so admire, which is the power of habit. And I wanted to really harness that in our tarot spread for this month, Um, especially since forming new habits tends to be a really strong theme at this time of year. Uh, So I have a seven card tarot spread for you that is inspired by the symbol of Capricorn. And I also used a little bit of um, the ideas from something called the habit loop, which is this idea that when we are when we want to create a habit or when we are stuck in a habit, then there's three parts to every habit. You've got a cue, which is what instigates the habit. You have the actual routine of what it is you're doing. And then you have some sort of reward system. So uh, this talks about how our brain is like, is it's wired to want to do things that bring it pleasure, right? So dopamine response. So anything that brings you pleasure, Um, your brain will automatically want to do that thing again, right? So if you find a way to make your habit rewarding, so let's say working out, we want to do a habit of working out. Well, maybe the dopamine response of actually 
you know, if you if you get into the 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 groove of your workout routine, that that dopamine or even just feeling good that you did something good for yourself might be that reward. Um, you can also jump up and down and dance uh, because that's what I do. <laughs> I just I do a little dance and I'm like, yay, good job. Good job, Rose. You did it. Um, anyway, so for our our habit based spread it the very first card is about vision and inspiration so this one is to really set the stage of what it is you're trying to do or create um so creating this spread by the way is focused around creating a habit more so than it is about breaking a habit but you could also use it for breaking a habit as well um and so your first step is to have that vision and that inspiration um and this card is um, the tarot's message regarding your vision and your inspiration. The second one does give you um, some influence on your cue. So what is it that's going to actually get the habit going? Three, the third card is your routine. What does that look like from the tarot's perspective? Four is ideas for what your reward could be or what the reward is if your habit already exists. The fifth one is your short-term results. So what your habit might look like if you do it every day for a week or maybe even a month. Those are short-term results. Um, six is what kind of supports do you have? Uh, what support systems do you, um, can you have? And what should you uh, pursue in order to make this habit more long-term? And then, of course, seven is your long-term results. So you can look at this for a year from now or maybe even five years from now if you're willing to look that far down the road, um, which Capricorn normally is. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone makes five-year goals? Not, well, not really. <laughs> not everyone does. I think, I think we're often told to make five-year goals in life, but uh, uh, I think Capricorns are more likely to actually do those five-year goals. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I have done five-year goals. I do more, like, this is what I would like to see more, um, not motivation. What's the other M word? Uh, <laughs> manifestation. Manifestation. The, the other M word. That's the other M word. <laughs> manifestation. So, but I won't set a time limit on it. So I guess I see it more as that than I need to have this done by this day. Cause like, who knows what's going to happen in five years? You know, I think that's probably a healthier way to approach it too, because if you're really dead set on something happening, like, oh, this has to happen before I'm 35, right? Then you're kind of setting yourself up for um, maybe a lot of disappointment if it, if it doesn't happen on that day. And it's like, does the number matter more or does it happening matter more? Mm-hmm. I think, right? yeah, I think it's about, I guess, setting the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think the, the good part about a five-year maybe goal is or yeah. plan um, because you say, okay, you know, in x amount of time and you'd be more realistic like you can have one year goal but if you pack everything in there and you're like this can't actually legitimately happen in a year yeah i uh i i forget where i heard this from but i think it it was it might have even been tony robbins but it was this idea that we always overestimate what it is that we can do in a week and underestimate what it is we can do in a year hmm okay and I think maybe that's better to think of long term, but uh, wait, sorry, you overestimate? overestimate what we can complete in a, in week, a week, okay, and underestimate what we can complete hmm. in a year, okay. 
right? And it's this idea of like, yeah, oh, I have a week that I can do this, this, and this, and this, but we tend to like fill it up with the small tasks that don't really have a lot of meaning for our long-term goals. And Mm -hmm. then, but if we have a lot of these long-term goals and plan for them, then yeah, those are more likely to happen. Actually, that reminds me of a quote from a Capricorn, Benjamin Franklin, Mm -hmm. uh, who said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually wrote down a bunch of quotes from different Capricorns (laughs) and then ended up finding a quote by a Gemini, Aristotle, that I really liked. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cool. Are we at that time of... of... We can be, yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we depart, though, we should talk about what's coming up. Plans for the new year. Plans are our own habits that we are forming. Um, We're not done. We don't know. (laughs) We're not done. We have a few. We have a few plans. Um, You'll definitely hear from us before spring. (laughs) In fact, we might have a spring spring podcast. We've been looking over different ideas still, um, but it's not going to be a monthly thing uh, in the new year. We're probably going to look at about four four larger podcasts. we're going to see what happens. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe in a few solo acts. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe a few solo episodes. We're not we're not really sure. But that's, mm-hmm. so that's just to say, um, please subscribe however you listen <laughs> to your podcast because um, that'll just be easier to know when. When we do add a new out. one. Yeah. yeah. But we appreciate you guys so, so much um, for listening. And this was fun doing this, you know. A m- one a month um, going through all of the astrological signs. I'm excited to kind of listen to them again throughout the year. And yeah. it's it's fun. I'm excited to see how the astrological spreads uh, will fare the, the next year around as well. Because doing them like when they were fresh is one thing. But sometimes um, when you're doing a spread over a long period of time, you start noticing like what might be improved on the spread. And I know we have gotten some advice from from different uh, listeners on the Facebook group as well about how, how they wanted to adopt it and personalize those spreads for themselves, which is great. Mm-hmm. Highly encourage you to, sw- to make it your own too, right? Exactly. Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, love you guys and love getting your love. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh, right. Our uh, words of wisdom are from Aristotle. Um, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Myth and tarot. Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above.